Good morning. Can you guys hear me? All right, good. Um, let's first start off with a word of prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you right now for this opportunity and this door that you've opened to our church to be able to be blessed. God, we ask that you open our hearts and minds to receive as you speak through the Holy Spirit. We ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so um, we are still in the book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 17 through 42. Uh, Pastor Britton has been teaching us the book of Acts. Uh, he started uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 1 and 11, and he kind of charged us as a people of God, we need to live by God's reputation, not our own. And then he followed that last week with Acts chapter 5, 12 through 16, and that was God's movement or man's machine. And he pushed us to also be, as a people of God, we need to seek a movement of God. <clears throat> and then today, I will finish that off with Acts chapter 5, 17 through 42, and that is God's mandate is consistent. Say that again. God's mandate is consistent. One more time. God's mandate is consistent. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, in, this, in these passages, I'm going to give a brief summary before we read the uh, verse. But the apostles are facing pushback or hate, as the young people call it these days, because they are preaching the truth about Jesus being the Messiah. So the high priest and the Sanhedrin are pushing against that because they disagree. They disagree, they disagree because the, the apostles are not what they consider educated. Uh, they don't feel that what the apostles are preaching is the truth. But uh, in this story, it um, proves that what they are speaking is Jesus' truth, which is he died on the cross for our sins. He rose on third day, and then he kept his promise, which was go out and teach others and make others disciples, which is what I am doing here this morning. <laughs> so we're going to read uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 17 through 26. Um, bear with me, it's kind of long, <laughs> um, but we'll get through it. Then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. He told them to go stand in the temple courts and tell the people all about this new life. And at daybreak, they entered the temple courts, and they had been told and began to teach the people. When the high priest and the associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of, of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. 
but on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, we found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not want to use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have fulfilled or yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as a prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin, men of Israel, consider carefully at what you intend to do with these men. Some time ago, Thutis appeared claiming to be somebody and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed and his followers were dispersed and it all came to nothing. After Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt, he too was killed and the followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you Leave these men alone, let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and they had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day, in the temple courts and from the house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is Messiah. So, we're going to look at uh, a few verses here. We're going to start with uh, verse 17 through 26, we're going to uh, kind of point uh, verse 18 through 21. And um, God's mandate is consistent. Remember that. Um, now, these guys, like we said, were thrown in jail for the truth. Now, I'm going to ask you guys, you don't have to put your hands up, how many of you have been to jail? Okay, I guess I'm the only bad guy that's been in jail. <laughs> so I remember it's been a few years now that the last ticket I received. Steve, we talked about these tickets this morning. I was one of those guys that went to jail for getting a ticket. Uh, 
So um, me and my wife were on our way from Galveston to Houston because we were in town for a family wedding. And I remember going up the hill and police was there and pulled us over and all I could hear in the right ear was, I told you not to be speeding. I told you not to be speeding. <laughs> and while she was saying that, I remember the same situation that I was in years ago of being put in jail for speeding. So I was irresponsible. Every time I got a ticket, I just tossed it out the window or put it in my glove compartment and didn't think anything of it. And I remember one time it caught up with me eventually where I ended up having to go to jail. They told my car, gave me another ticket on top of the tickets I already had. And so I had to call my dad at home at 2 o'clock in the morning. Dad, I'm in jail. Now, he didn't ask what normal parents would ask. What did you do? He didn't ask me that. He asked, um, how are you? And I told him I was good and explained the situation. And then he said, what can I do? And so I told him the situation. He said, all right, son, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call my lawyer, and I'll call you back. That was my only one and only phone call. So thank you, Dad, for picking up the phone. <laughs> so uh, he called me back, and it wasn't the answer that I wanted because he told me, it's cheaper for you to stay in jail than it is for me to pay for you to get out of jail. So I stayed in there for a few more days, saw the judge, and she gave me my time served because I had been in there several days and that was my way of paying it back. So here we look at the apostles being put in jail for speaking the truth, not having a lead foot like I did and not being responsible. So, um, the, my first point is, even in persecution, they were told to preach and teach. Um, the apostles were in jail, and uh, they uh, were at the point where, at two, I don't know what time it was, but their angel showed up, just like my dad is my angel that showed up to get them out of jail. Um, their first call to preach and teach was not in this chapter. It was several chapters before, and that was in Matthew chapter 28, uh, 18, verse 20. Oh, well, sorry. Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20. And that was right after uh, Jesus had shown himself to the disciples. Um, and he, he gave God's mandate then. He said, all authority in heaven, this is verse 18 through 20, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded, there's your command, and surely I am with you always to the very end. Now, going back to uh, Mark chapter, no, not Mark, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 5, verse 17, this was not the first time that these brothers were thrown in jail. They were thrown, this would actually be the second time they were thrown in jail for the same thing, for the same truth, for Jesus' truth. And um, that was because they were, Healing people, they, previous chapter, uh, Peter was able to heal the lame beggar through the Holy Spirit. 
Also, they were proclaiming that Jesus had been resurrected from the dead. Well, the Sanhedrin didn't believe that back in the day, that Jesus or anyone was raised from the dead. So uh, this is where they received their pushback because they didn't believe the truth that the apostles were speaking. And so in verse 18, it says, they arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Uh, the angel said, go stand into the, in the temple of the courts and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. Now, how many of us have read the Bible and we've heard and an angel of the Lord appeared? This angel was the apostles get out of jail free card. <laughs> I know we have that now in Monopoly, but back in the day, that was their way of getting out of jail. Still keeping God's mandate consistent, he came to the apostles and told them, go, stand in the temple courts and tell the people about this new life. What was that new life? That Jesus was the Messiah and he was raised from the dead. And immediately they went. When that, when, how many people have in here been asked a question? Like kids, you tell them, go take out the trash. How many times do you have to ask them that? Or you tell your kids, hey, go get your shoes and put them in the front of the room. How many times do you have to ask them that before you get a response? These guys were told one time because they knew the truth, which was they were already with Jesus when he uh, was doing his miracles, when he was teaching in the church. And so they already knew what was uh, going to happen next as far as their forward goal to what Jesus was uh, or what God was mandating them to do. So they immediately went. There was no breaks. There was no Starbucks. There was no IHOP. It was straight to the temple. Amen? Amen. All right. So we're going to move forward to verse 27. And we're going to speak between 27 and 29 where it says that the apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. Now, these guys were so bold that they weren't even willing to recognize or say the name Jesus. They hated him so much. They were upset that they, they, were, they had already set him up to be killed. But yet again, he rose, God rose him from the dead. And so now they're, they're, they have the same attitude towards the apostles that they do at Jesus that they didn't even want to claim his name to say that we gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. And uh, he said, you have, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. They're, they are guilty of this man's blood because they were the ones that uh, Judas was the one that received the, the silver from to, to put the price on Jesus to be killed, basically. And then when Jesus was, uh, before Jesus was crucified, he was tried twice already by the same group. And so here we are again uh, in the same situation with 
they crucified Jesus for his truth. So now they're uh, speaking against Jesus' truth again with the apostles. But um, it says here in verse 29 that Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. So this was Peter telling the Sanhedrin and also telling the high priest that we appeal to a higher authority. Um, and the reason why that they, we appeal to a higher authority is because uh, where do we get that power from? God gave us this power when, when he had Jesus here on earth, and then Jesus gave the, us the authority when he went up into heaven. Um, Acts chapter 4, we're going to go back in one chapter. Uh, verse 6 and 7 says, Ananias the high priest was there, and so was Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and to begin questioning them by what power or what name did you do this? So they better, that goes to show what power, which is God's power. And then it says, in what name did you do this? Jesus' name. Amen? All right. So yet again, it shows the Sanhedrin and the high priest selfish, arrogant, to think that the apostles were not qualified to speak uh, in, on Jesus' name. But it says right here in Acts chapter, we're going back to 5, um, verse 28 and 29, it says, Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. Uh, why do we, uh, uh, why does Peter say that we must obey, obey God rather than human beings? Well, first of all, like he said, we appeal to a higher authority. Uh, his authority is greater than man. If that was the case, then he would have still remained in the grave and dead and wouldn't be able to be risen up again. And then uh, Jesus received a far worse charge than anybody else did, which was he paid for us to be raised. I mean, he paid for us to be able to accept him as our personal savior and become saved. So in verse 30, it says, the God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging on a cross. Peter reminds them these facts in verse 30. They killed Jesus. God raised him up. Whom should the apostles obey? The religious leaders who had Jesus crucified or God who raised him up back to life? Then we skip down to verse 32. I hope I'm not putting anyone to sleep with all these verses. Um, it says in verse 32, we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Um, Peter and the apostles were witnesses to, like I said earlier, given, they were given uh, a charge to express the gospel, but also they were with Jesus when, or especially Peter, he was with Jesus when he walked on the water. The apostles were with Jesus when he 
did his miracles. They were with Jesus when he um, was traded for silver, judged twice, whipped and crowned, nailed on the cross, buried three days, raised by God, and showing and revealing himself, ascending and keeping his promise. And that was Jesus' eternal charge for us. That was our get out of jail free card from Jesus. Um, and that would make it our eternal get out of jail free card. And so with that, um, Peter and the, and the apostles also were witnesses with the Holy Spirit. In Mark chapter 16, it says, that let's see verse 15 chapter 16 verse 15 through 20 he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name in new tongues they will pick up snakes with their hands and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all Excuse me. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. So that verse was still saying, go and make disciples, reminding the high priest and the church, we appeal to a higher authority, not man, but God. So we're going to go back to Acts chapter 5, 34 through 39. And we're going to read verse 33 first. And when they heard this they were furious and wanted to put them to death uh, but a pharisee named gamaliel a teacher of the law who was honored by all the people stood up in the sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while then he addressed the sanhedrin men of israel consider carefully what you intend to do with these men some time ago through this appear claiming to be somebody and about 400 men rallied to him and he was killed. All the followers were dispersed, and it came to nothing. After him, Judas of the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He was too, he was too killed, and all the followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone, let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is of God or from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. So my next point is nothing we face is going to ever supersede what God mandates. In verse 39, it said, but if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. Because we have these freedoms in the U.S., we're able to express like here, gather into the church right now, and I'm able to speak to you just like you're able to speak to me about the faith. 
Um, today's world, we don't get whipped, we don't get stoned, we don't get crucified, we don't get um, hurt unless, you know, you post it on Facebook or Instagram. And then you might lose a follower or two, you might lose, you know, a friend or two on Facebook or social media, but it's not the same here in the U.S. It's, it's a lot more lenient uh, for us to speak about the faith. Well, in other countries, Asia, and some places in Africa, that's not the case. There's families being taken away. There's kids being killed just for the name Jesus. And so I feel like God was wanting us to keep the mandate by us being a, uh, a follower, but also be willing to uh, suffer for the faith like uh, most people are who put themselves in danger to spread the gospel, to pass out um, Bibles. Um, my uh, father-in-law is a missionary by trade. Well, let me take that back. He's an engineer by trade, but father-in-law, uh, uh, engineer turned missionary. He and um, my uh, mother-in-law have gone all over the world uh, to pass out Bibles, to preach the gospel to the point where that's how they found my wife, Sarah, and her twin brother and their oldest brother still preaching the gospel, still um, telling Jesus' truths. And then they ended up moving from Bolivia here to South Texas, although dad's from Canada and mom's from, from Denton. Um, they have been able to continue to still spread the gospel. Dad goes to schools. He goes to churches. He goes to, he'll drive two hours away from here to tell the good news because he is still following God's mandate, which is to spread the news, which is Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Amen? Um, so I feel as a church, and even Pastor Britton has preached, that we need to be willing to suffer for the faith, which is go knock on doors, tell your friends, tell your relatives, tell the Joe Blow on the street, hey, I know Jesus. Let's start a conversation. Amen? All right, so um, in Acts, the, or throughout the Bible in the New Testament, the apostles, all of them except for John, were martyred for spreading the gospel, for, being, for speaking Jesus' truth. Uh, most of them died horrible deaths. I don't want to get into it, but John was the only one who did not die. He died of old age, but he still follow God's mandate. Um, and so now we, as a church, we're working on our own uh, mandate, which is we're, we are a family of faith living for eternity today. So with us being a church here in Roanoke, our responsibility is to go out in our community and spread this same gospel, this same truth. So um, verse 41 and 42 as I'm closing. Uh, the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts, from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, these guys were willing to suffer to the point that they counted it worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. So, we need to be as bold as they are, or they were, to spread the gospel, whether that's 
in your home, whether that's in your school, whether that's your next door neighbor across from you on the left or right or in front of you, or your friend that you consider your friend or your coworker or at your job. Why? Because it is God's mandate. Throughout all of this chapter here, God's mandate is still consistent. Thank you. Um, I want to, I guess, open the doors for anyone who, under the sound of my voice, um, was able to receive something from that. And I want to open the door of Brother Val here, or I'm here, to uh, pray for you, to, if you need prayer, if you feel like you're um, having some issues in your life, or you feel like you're hurting and you need someone to talk with you or chat with you, we're available. We can talk to you in the office back there. We can pull you over here to the side in the corner. But um, we want to just love on you as much as we can and uh, continue with this message that um, we want to um, allow God to move any way, form, shape, or fashion. now for blessing this church, blessing our visitors, blessing our friends who are under this roof and listening to the sound of my voice. I thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in our lives and what you continue to do in our lives. I just pray that you will allow us to be used by you during the week, whether it's at our job, whether it's with our neighbors, whether it's at school, whether it's at the movies, gas station, you name it, Father God, wherever the Holy Spirit wants to use us, Father God, I ask that you will prepare us to be ready to share the gospel. I ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen.